Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, no. It's all perfect. Talk shoes. Recorded live. Recorded live. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How is everybody? Good, good. For me. Yeah, pretty good. good. How are you? I am good. I was actually just waiting. I saw a bunch of you pop on all at one time. I was trying to wait so there isn't wasn't like a bunch of dead space on the recording for people that are listening to it. Sing <laughs> sing to us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nobody needs me to do that, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. Uh, How is everybody this morning? Wonderful. feel great. Cool. Let's see. We're at week seven. We're on the second half. How exciting. So does anybody have, like, a brief check-in they want to do? I think Ellen's too tired. Can you hear me? I'm like yawning. Yeah, you're yawning. I'm a psychic. I can tell you're yawning. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm not that. I'm not that good. She told me she was yawning anyway. What am I wearing? What am I wearing, Deborah? <laughs> ooh, ooh, you don't want me to tell everyone. <laughs> Too sexy thing. <laughs> oh, goodness. I am. I am. Oh. What a week. I got to say, what a week. <laughs> the, uh, the stuff of the universe has definitely been all stirred up like a rip current that's what it feels like so details it's powerful stuff but um you know getting i'm working on my just my relationship to it you know it's like you unleash a little bit of the power and the magic and uh i don't know it's It's like explosive and it has a mind of its own and it gets out of control. <laughs> I spend a lot of time thinking, what the fuck is happening? Oh, what the heck is happening? Sorry. <laughs> Hello, world. I have a potty mouth. So, so, yeah, there you go. That felt like a giant teaser. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, no, it's just. You know, and I mean, sadly, well, I was going to say things are not forming in a way. I mean, they're not forming in the picture of my mind, what I wanted. But some stuff has formed, 
which is, it's just, I am, can you tell how confused I am? I am, I'm confused. Confused. And I'm hyper, apparently, too. Okay, somebody else talk. I'm just babbling. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had my phone on mute. The whole time I was going, oh, oh, you know, sounds frustrating. <laughs> And I realized I'm on mute, so you feel like you're alone out there. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so, you know, interesting you should mention, uh, this is Deborah again, uh, it's interesting you should mention that you, you, I think I heard you say you're having a hard time with a clear picture, and that's part of the topic today, is having a, fir- a, a firm image of what you want. And there was a saying in the... Um, on the uh, in the book that said something like this it's the things you don't really care about you need to express effort to think about like uh, create a deep desire a clear picturing of things and i do have uh, some challenges doing that um, that's what i so that's, oh, that's what i'm interesting. That's i mean i can picture you know, my bank account, my savings account, having $80,000 into it. So I picture my going into Chase and putting in my PIN code and seeing that there's $847,000, I don't know, whatever, in it. So that I can do, but I think I need more than just that. Do I? Maybe not. I'm not exactly sure, but I think we'll talk about it. I, I don't... I don't know. I I don't know. I have to I have to mute for just a second. I'm having an issue with the coffee maker. So. <laughs> <laughs> and does anybody else want to check in? Hi, this is Michelle. Can you guys hear me? Michelle. Yep. Okay, uh, check in, let's see, um, <laughs> well, uh, I've having had a much better week than the week before, which is a good thing, and somebody told me that that was going to happen. Um, let's see, my, um, I finally posted my RV that I'm selling on a local, um, local garage, Palm Desert Garage sale or something out here, um, which I've been I've been wanting to do for four years now. So I finally did that. Um, and we'll see how things uh, transpire around that. Uh, I, um, I got insurance on properties uh, that belong to my parents and um have no idea how the hell I'm going to pay for that. My dad will help me a little bit. My mom's not in a position to, but I don't know. I have this, you know, I, I, I have this, well, I don't want to say it like that. Um, it ebbs and flows with fear around money for me, um, and then I go back into that, phrase, and I, I don't remember what movie it came from, but if you build it, it'll they'll come kind of thing. Um, yeah. 
Bill, is it Bill the Dreams? Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm just in kind of in that mode of just do the right thing and the rest will fall into place. Um, so let's see, what else, what else, what else is happening? Um, try not to get ahead of myself with my little one. Um, so I have to call the doctor back. She didn't pass her stress test. And um, so I have to call the doctor back to see what the next step is for her. Um, and boundaries. I've been setting boundaries, which is so unusual for me. Um, and people are getting pissed off. It's amazing. <laughs> but I'm okay with it. Um, it's a, it's it's a little, uh, it's a little. Un- I don't know if it's unnerving, but I just, I just thought, you know, Michelle, you got to do what's right for you. Um, you know, my my older two are twenty one and twenty three, and I still pay for a lot of their stuff, their phone, their car insurance, uh, their health insurance, which is fine. I don't mind the health insurance or their phones for that matter, but. I'm just setting a boundary with them, and uh, they don't like it. Well, okay, neither did I when I was 21 and 23, but, you know, I survived. So, anyway, that's my check-in for this week. Thanks, Shell. Deborah or Amanda, do you guys have anything you want to check in about? I'll check in. I had, oh, this is Amanda. I had some interesting stuff come up this week around um, I have I think it's around you know the in chapter six where we talked about adding more value than um, adding more value adding, the, adding more in use value than say or yeah. the cash value uh-huh. right and so I feel like that's something that I'm that I always strive for in my work, you know. And so, um, was it, what was interesting was I I think I told you guys when I got released from that one particular client who, um, like it was a big client, but she was super exhausting and draining. And so I um I realized that like no amount of money is worth that. Um because it was really it was taxing the whole system. So uh, I let go of her and but there's still this like turnover thing that's happening, you know. I'm still getting emails and texts and stuff from her and from her team about how do you do this? Where's this? How you know? How do you problem solve this type stuff? And um, I'm just so irritated by it. <laughs> it's a really funny thing because, on the one hand, I'm really uh, I can see how in the past I took <clears throat> like when I established my relationship with her I was in the space of taking too much responsibility for people's stuff for their outcomes, for their success as um, 
whatever they were going to do, authors, you know, speakers, all that stuff. And so I feel like there's still strings to that. But the way that it's showing up is that I feel like I'm, it's not, all the work that I did is not being valued. And I thought that it was just this person and it, it popped up with a few other people this last week and I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> so it's funny as I'm listening to this series talking with you guys and really looking at like, you know, giving more in value how, you know, like what is, what's the balance of that energetically, you know, um, how does that show up and um, just being with other people who play the same way, I think is probably what it boils down to. So it's not fully formed yet. Can you tell? But that's my second. Lots of irritation <laughs> this week. Lots of irritation around. Like, and just, you know, like all these, you know, the the words are there. You know, oh, I'm so grateful for it and I'm doing everything different. Like, what are, what are all of the little digs, you know? And why are they coming at me from multiple places? So, um, something I'm looking at. Like my, I guess it's showing me how much, I don't know, how much value I put on my own. Like I can see the value that I added and it frustrates me when that's ignored or discounted. And that is all tied to the whole thing in some way. I'm sure you guys see it, right? I can understand what you're saying for sure. (laughs) Totally get it. Totally get it. Yep. Deborah, did you have anything you wanted to check in about? I was just telling everyone that I have a hard time visualizing my bank account. I mean, I have an easy time visualizing my bank account bigger with more money in it, but I can't visualize how I'm going to get there. So I think I need to work on getting a clear picture because that was the topic of that, I think, number eight, chapter eight. Mm-hmm. Um. I just actually don't know how to put that together in my head and keep it front and center because that's part of the the work you have, the discipline you have to develop. So I wonder how everyone else is doing it. Well, I'll chime in. It's Ellen. Can I make a comment? Is that okay? Of course, of course. Okay. Um, just I just wanted to say that, oh, and I think we were already talking about it, that my, my, the things that are materializing are not exactly like what I thought I was materializing. So I guess, I guess my point is that, yes, I'm struggling with the same thing, and I think it's an inexact science. 
I don't know if anyone would would uh, has another comment on it, but that's that's what I've surmised. This is, I mean, it is a science, but I think it's an inexact science, and I attribute that to the complexity of the universe and also the complexity of my own human emotions, because I think the thing that moves the substance of the universe, right, that thinking stuff he talks about, I think the the thing within us human beings that helps to move the thinking stuff is uh, like is emotion, because emotion creates electricity, which affects molecules and creates movement. And I know for me, I'm such a complex person emotionally. Um, I think that's what's what's causing inexact or what what appear to be inexact results for me. So I, I guess we I just do my best and then see what materializes. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's helpful. Yes, Ellen, that's 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 helpful to me. I'm this is Michelle. I know exactly what you're saying because never in a million years did I think I would be where I'm at today. But I think a lot of it has to do with the reading and how it lands for me. But there's all kinds of personal stuff happening that I that I believe I need to get past in order to get to. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, oh my God, that's exactly that that what you just said. Yep, that's exactly what I think my last week was about. And I'll share uh-huh. more when you're done. Mm-hmm. No, I'm done. I'm done. But thank you for sharing that, Ellen. I. I get it. I think I I I interrupted someone who was doing your check-in. Uh, Deborah was doing her check-in. I'm not sure if she's done. She had posed the question, so I think she was hoping for responses. Is that right, Deborah? Yes, I'm getting exactly what I desire. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm thinking I'm thinking that one of the ways to increase your bank account is to do some sort of comedy. (laughs) Yeah. Say that that again. Say that again. I didn't hear that. I'm thinking I'm thinking that one of the ways to increase your bank account may be may involve comedy. (laughs) Deborah. I, I'll use this example um, just because of uh, what you guys are saying right now. You know, we just moved last a few weeks ago, and um, we, the, the thought universe, stuff of the universe, we started to move that three years ago when we came up here. And um, what happened was we had this amazing vision. We built this beautiful vision board as a family we um, talked about all the stuff that we would do. I mean, like, I was listening to that part of the series this morning thinking, wow, we did all of that, like, all of the speaking as if we were already here and being grateful that we would be here someday soon. And But it took three years. And inside of those three years, the shit that came up for us to have to deal with, for us to feel 
I'll say it for me. The, 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 the stuff that came up for me to deal with, the fears, the, um, the lack of boundaries around money, the, all of these things that I had in the background that I could kind of ignore because of my, the situation that I was in, when I started thinking about that big vision that I wanted, all of that stuff came up to hit me in the face. Like, no way would I get that vision because of all the stuff that I had in the background. I was going to sabotage it somehow. So I spent three years holding the vision but doing the work that was right in front of me to clean up all my boundaries and do all of the stuff that needed to be done so I could feel safe enough to actually step into the universe where I could have my own home. So... I just wanted that to be like some an acknowledgement of what you guys are saying. Like the, when you get clear, it's awesome because it's like magic and things start to move, but it doesn't always feel that way at first because sometimes it's the other stuff that comes up for acknowledgement, repair, healing, whatever, whatever word makes sense in your situation. But that's been my experience. Deborah. Deborah. Yes, I'm on. Wait, wait. Who just shared? Was that who just shared that? That was Amanda. 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 Okay, I have to tell you. When you were sharing that, chills were running through my body. That was. I'm gonna cry. That was so freaking powerful. That is exactly what's happening to me right now. And I keep thinking it's like going against my grain, but it's really not going against my grain. It's just going against how I used to do things. Mm-hmm. So thank you so, 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 so much for sharing that. You're welcome. Woo. You're welcome. Wow. Because I have my vision in my head. And there's some not even obstacles. There's just a different way to do things, and I'm not used to it. And it's and I'm doing it. It's difficult, but it's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, thank you. You're welcome. Alan, were you going to share something? Um, yeah, I, you know, I think I'm just going to wait because I think I would ramble right this second. <laughs> so I'll chime in in a bit. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no problem. Um, so I'll do my check-in. It's been um, an interesting week for me, too. And... Um, it's been an interesting week to be conscious of some things that have happened and to be able to see kind of like my part in it and also the old roles that I have played, particularly in my family of origin and, um, and how I have had some opportunities to do some things differently. Um, with some situations that are exactly like situations from my past, like 
not even a nuanced different, exactly <laughs> precisely like situations in my past and how I've had a chance to like not do it the way I would normally do it um, and do it in a way that was, um, well, number one, to just see it in the moment while it was all happening, you know, to be able to see all of it in the moment while it was going down and then to be able to do my side of the dance differently. Um, so that was, um, I'm trying to stay out of the details because it's that part's less important than just the part where I could see it, I could respond differently, even though emotionally I didn't feel differently in it, at least outwardly, I could behave differently. And then, you know, and then I called a friend. <laughs> to say everything mm -hmm. to her that I wanted to say but didn't. <laughs> I had my brains about me in the moment. Uh, if I could, you know, have my brains about me in the moment. Um, and, you know, it's just, it just a beautiful thing. And so for me to be able to see that pattern and how that pattern has gotten in my way in the past and... Um, and how I want to be conscious of that pattern replaying itself for me because that pattern is all about my own self-value and self-worth. Mm -hmm. And if I think I'm only worthy of crumbs or a certain kind of treatment, then I will accept it. I will tolerate it. And... Um, I'll walk around in a certain kind of way. And if I can detach from that and know that when people do certain things, it's about what they're doing. And the only way it can impact me is if I pick it up. So just because somebody interacts with me in a certain kind of way doesn't mean I have to take on that interaction is meaning something. It doesn't have to mean anything about me. It can just mean something about whatever that person is doing. And as long as I stay out of it, then I can take care of myself around it, regardless of how they're behaving. And that was a big thing for me to be able to see it and, you know, see somebody wanting to kind of offload some judgment and guilt and shame me and a bunch of stuff. And it was about something so trivial, um, but it's a, it's a very old pattern. And so for me to not take all of it on. And I got triggered emotionally, but I didn't have to, like, take it all on and make it mean a bunch of shit about me. And, you know, I could see it for what it was. And I think that's part of what made me so mad is because I actually could see it for what it was. And I was like, what kind of bullshit is that? Um, which was kind of, you know, some of my response with it. So, you know, and the other part was that I could feel myself getting triggered around the guilt and shame and stuff, but to not have to take it on, to be able to do something to um, contrary action, to not have to take it on, which was really a beautiful thing for me. And, um, and other stuff is just, it's been, um, <laughs> there's there's been some interesting little gifts that have happened for me this week just little things but just like a little it's like I feel like it's like little whispers you know like 
like the universe is saying, honey, I'm taking care of you over here, and we're going to take care of that over there, and that over there is going to be okay. And um, and so I kind of relate that to this chapter about, you know, getting a vision in our mind of the thing that we want and then holding it with unwavering faith as if we already have it. And, you know, that was my, when I when I was listening to this chapter, because I listened to it on the audiobook quite a few times and then I also read it out of the book and you know and the part that I got was um, you know having the vision which is I have to know what's the thing that I want I have to know where I'm where I'm headed and then to be able to hold that vision and I kind of liken it to getting in the car and driving somewhere you know once I get in the car if I just say you know I'm going to take a trip well great but then I get in the car and I don't know do I turn left do I turn right like where am I supposed to go if I don't know where I'm going, I have no idea how to even get the car moving in a direction. So I have to have some vision of where I'm going. And the whole time that I'm going to that place, I have to know where I'm going. I may have to suffer through detours and construction, and I may decide to take some, you know, little sightseeing tours off to the, you know, east or west or north or south. But if I'm trying to get to a final destination, no matter how many detours I take that are imposed on me and no matter how many sightseeing tours I take based on what I'm choosing, at the end of the day, I still have to know where am I ultimately going to get. And I have to have that in my mind, even while I'm taking all these little jaunts in different directions. And, And for me, that's kind of what this chapter was about is like having it clear in my mind so I know what signals to send out to the universe. What specifically is it that I want? What's the vision? You know, like, what's the thing that I want? Where am I headed? And then while I'm doing other activities, am I mindful of the fact that I'm doing this activity, but the long-term play is I want to get to this place. And, um, and so, and then the unwavering faith that it all, it's already been given me and it's, just taking the steps and I don't know how many steps and for how many days or weeks or months or years it'll take me to get there. But ultimately, you know, I'll get there. And I, you know, I'm very similar to Amanda. I mean, I was living in North Carolina and wanted to move back to California and, you know, but I had to go through a bunch of stuff and a lot of it wasn't pretty. Um, until the moment came when I moved back to California. And then when that moment came, it like happened really fast. It was like, you know, really fast it like all unfolded super fast and so but it it was like you know like people talk all the time about an overnight success and then when you hear people tell the story they're like oh yeah it was an overnight success I worked on it for 10 years (laughs) you know (laughs) so they were doing things for years and years and years that wasn't visible to people so when they finally showed up on the scene you know, it's like, oh, it's an overnight success. And then you talk to the person, and they're like, yeah, that ain't, that's so not true. You know, they were doing blood, sweat, and tears for however many years to become an overnight success. So I'm not, I'm not a huge believer in the just overnight success. My experience when I talk to those people is that they were laboring for a long time, but they had the vision of the overnight success. They had the vision of the outcome of, you know, that but they were working towards it. And so, you know, I, I, it's been, it's been an up and down week for me. And, 
And so I, I actually went back and read all the stuff that I wrote that very first week when I said, you know, I'm actually going to write down my current status and then where I want to get to. And I didn't know, you know, I wasn't even thinking about that was going to be a part of the book later, but I wrote it all down. And so this week I went back and read what I wrote down and I was like, yeah, it's still what I want. It's still, it's still the vision I've been visualizing in my head. It's all still in there. And, you know, and, and the trick for me is I don't stay conscious with it enough. And so that's part of the journey for me is to luxuriate in the vision a little bit more, spend not a little bit more, even a lot more, and and spend more time thinking about it and living in that space and then believing it's already here even if I can't see it manifest yet. So that's kind of a little bit of my check-in and a little bit about, you know, kind of my take on the chapter this week too. Now it's somebody else's turn to talk. <laughs> Are you awake? Who? Yeah, <laughs> me. Oh, yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to clap. I want to applaud for the uh, Cheryl's chair. <laughs> like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I know it's not a contest, but good chair. <laughs> um, you know what? I I. I the the whole time you were sharing I was imagining like a like a mountain trek, you know, and you know you want to get to the other side and you 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 know, you have your map and you get on the trail and then there's a storm and you have to go off the trail a little bit and the, then you encounter a bear and like all these things along the way and we in in my life Things have come up that were seemingly unrelated to my goal, but they were things that I needed to deal with either mentally, emotionally, on the physical plane, spiritually, to in order to, I don't know, maybe become the person who could arrive at the goal. But it, it's... <laughs> So I think that, like what you're saying, that you know, my mom, my dear departed mom, she used to say, "Keep the faith, keep the faith." And so I think, you know, when things in front of me are seemingly not making sense, like I prayed for X, Y, and Z, and what the hell is all this crap that showed up? <laughs> I need, I need, right? I need to keep the faith that these are things along my path. To what I want, and that's that's a big challenge for me. It's a big challenge. Yep, me too. Can I chime in? It's Deborah again. Yeah, you know the story you just said about the. You're you're going over to the other side of the mountain, and you're, there's a storm and a bear and this and that. And then, Cheryl, you were sharing <clears throat> those are blocks and restrictions, metaphorically. And um, and then, Cheryl, you were explaining how someone just slimed you uh, energetically and, and sort of took some effort not to fall into, be seduced into the anger of that. 
mm-hmm. touched you a little bit. Those are all blocks and restriction. I do soul realignment, and I just did one uh, yesterday. And it's interesting how uh, it reminds me that thoughts are real things, and they're even explained as like um, anger spheres. They can just any kind of negative thought forms that can actually become so strong that they can actually become independent of itself and become a thing and attach to you as a thing. I know that I'm starting to get woo-woo about this, but all, all you have to do is know that it's, there's no hook for people. For instance, let me give you a story. Like you're driving along and I, and I cut someone off on the freeway and I'm cursed by that person. I hope you have a bad day, blah, blah, blah. Well, if, I, if, if I'm oblivious to cutting them off, there's no hook. That, that curse will just hang in the air and dissipate. If perhaps I look back and say, oh, I'm so sorry, uh, I cut you off, I'm a terrible driver, I've never been a very good driver, in fact, I'm not worth crap, I shouldn't even be on the road taking up space, I mean, then you know that that anger spirit has hooked you and entertain the thought that that kind of sticks on you and complicates the rest of your day. Do you follow what I'm saying? So it's what you accept every minute of the day because if you entertain the thought that thoughts are things and we're going to create our thoughts to manifest abundance, then we get hooked into the habit or the discipline of desire, creating desire of this one vision and dedicate time for it. And what's going to happen is because we live in a land of choice, we're going to be offered diversions from that. And it's only, and if you can think of the diversions as blocks and restrictions, but think of them as just honing your skill. So you just course correct right back to your vision and enjoy the space there instead of hooking into the anger spheres of someone else. And then in your imagination, after you feel that you have been harmed by another person's words, if you can um, create, a, create a vision of it falling off of you or giving it back to them uh, and add that into your scenario of thoughts instead of recognizing someone has wronged you and you're upset and it takes you a while to simmer down and it's still kind of bugging you by the time you get to bed do that one step after you feel you've been hit by an anger spear. And then those blocks and restrictions, those bears and those storms will kind of not have as much impact. The bear is just going to wander off somewhere else and the storm is just going to dump on you for a second and then it's going to dry up because it doesn't have to last long, those blocks and restrictions. So that's my little pep talk. Um, If that helps. I love what Thank you're talking you. about. What What is the one step you said to diminish the... Uh, okay, what, what you want to do is cite, I say things like this. I say cite your source. And so, for instance, mm. if, if I'm sitting in my car and all of a sudden an intrusive thought comes in of something I did when I was a kid and I really am remorseful about it, I entertain the thought that that... I enter, 
the reality of the fact that that thought did not come from the inside of me. It came from the outside of me because we live with all these people and all these energies, uh, dark energies, light energies, because we've chosen a planet where we have free choice. So we have to have the full buffet of choice available to us 24-7. So I'm in my car. I'm happy, happy. All of a sudden, this horrible thought comes in. And if I feel that horrible thought came from the inside of me, then I'm going to feel I'm a horrible person. If I entertain the thought that that thought came from the outside of me, from maybe another driver having an anger spear thrown at me, or if I piss somebody off, or someone's thinking poorly of me because thoughts are things and it's sliming me, then I can gain metaphorical space from that negative thought and able to diffuse it and say, you're not true, cite your source. So I say, cite your source. And if it's not from God, so what you do is you empty, I empty my mind, cite your source. And if there's nothing in my mind after I empty it, then it's from the outside of me. If I get a sentence in my mind or a thought in my mind, that would be the source, and it has to be from God to be able to come in. That's the discipline I have developed in the last two years, and it's really helped me. And uh, I know that sounds, all of a sudden I'm feeling self-conscious because everyone's quiet. Did you understand? No, it's, okay. it's wonderful. It makes sense We're to me. We're taking it in. Mm-hmm. I do. I, it in. I, I, what, there's, a, there's, there's something I read in there about, and I don't know the right word, but it has to do with politicians and um, people who I believe don't do the right thing that I would do and that hangs me up all the time and it creates angst in me and all sorts of other things. <clears throat> and I do exactly what you say. I actually give it to God. I ask God to take it from me. Right. Um, right. Because that stuff will make me go apeshit. So I totally, totally understand what you're saying. Makes plenty of sense to me. Thank you. Yeah, and that, and to remember that, I know that the politics are hot, hot topic for everyone. We'll take it as an example. There's each politician has an incredible, incredibly powerful job mm-hmm. to do, and they're doing mm-hmm. their job well. Yep. But it's a hook in you that you carry all day if you need to. But it's just like, okay, they're doing their thing. I'm doing my thing. So handing it up to God's just the same way. Yeah, fight your source. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, I underlined a bunch of stuff in the chapter this week. Whole bunch of stuff. And the part about faith, and there's this one little sentence that I actually didn't really pick up on the first time reading it through, but the this last time reading it through, because I read it again, I was like, ooh, that's something right there. And it says, the answer to prayer is not according to your faith while you are talking, but according to your faith while you're working. Can you? I was like, can you repeat that? Can you read that? Wait, would you read that again? Do you mind? Yes, I will repeat it. Um, 
maybe I'll read the paragraph above it because it'll it creates a little bit of context. It says you do not make the impression by repeating strings of words. You make it by holding the vision with unshakable purpose to attain it and with steadfast faith that you do attain it. The answer to prayer is not according to your faith while you are talking, but according to your faith while you are working. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I, I was tracking until the last... I wonder why he makes that distinction at the very end. Not while you are talking, but while you are working. It's about taking action. Yeah, because in, in this book it talks about that. Um, it basically talks about um, that we receive through action. And that's, and that's basically, it, it talks in another chapter about that, that part of the challenge with all of the stuff with the sciences getting rich is that people will, you know, they'll get a clear picture in their mind and they'll visualize and they'll imagine over and over and over again. Um, but they're sending the signal out, out to the universe, which is asking for the thing that we want, but then we receive by action. So the receiving comes by being in action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's for me, saying the prayer is, is only half of it. So the answer to the prayer, so we say the prayer, which is sending the signal out, but the prayer is answered while we're working. Mm-hmm. And so it's taking, it's taking the action. So that sentence where it says that, you know, It comes, you know, the prayer is answered while we're working. To me, I interpret that as because it also talks about, you know, don't wait to get into the perfect environment um, of the thing that you want to have. You hold your vision in the job that you're in. So you you become larger than your place in the job that you're currently in while you're holding the vision for the place you want to be. And that And that advancement comes not from the exact perfect job showing up, but the next job, which makes you bigger than your current place. So if you come Uh, into an opportunity that's better than where you currently are, you take that opportunity. You don't stay where you currently are until the perfect thing comes along. You're in the job that you're in, but you're acting in a certain kind of way in, in that job and you're becoming bigger than, you know, like I'm becoming bigger than my place in the job I'm currently, such that it will get noticed. And if I'm holding the vision in my mind of the job that I want to have, while I'm, while I'm being bigger than my place in the job that I'm currently in, the next job will come to me. And it may not be the perfect forever job, but it's the next job, which is better than the job I'm currently in. And to take the next better job, because that's all the stepping stones along the way and so when I outline I was like oh well that's where it is in the book where it says that basically you know we send the message out and and have the vision that we send out and then the receiving is by taking action that we receive taking action and that so often 
the booby trap in this kind of a science, and it's what I saw in the secret. Everybody just thought of that. And visualized it would all come to be and you know but there's the action piece and so is the prayer and then there's taking action which is how the receiving comes and that that part for me when I heard that I was like oh that's the method of receiving and like it says by um, um, by thought the thing you want is to you by action you receive it that's how it's stated in the book. It says, by thought, the thing you want is brought to you, and by your action, you receive it. So we have to get clear in our thoughts about what is the thing that we want to receive, and then be taking action in that direction, even if the next direct action isn't the right thing. To get us to the ultimate play, it's taking that action. And twice in this, in the past, he was mentoring someone, a young gal, a young mother, and she was talking about how, you know, basically her life is a disaster, and she was, she's a single parent of this little kid, and um, and so she, you know, she was she's a waitress, and she wanted more, but she didn't know how to do it. And he said, well, what do you want to do? And she said, I don't know. And he said, okay, well, tell me. Um, she said, I don't know what to do. And he said, okay, well, tell me some things that you don't know what to do. So cause she was like, well, there's things I'm interested in, but I don't know how to do them. And he said, okay, well, give me a list of things you don't know how to do. And so she, she made it, she listed off a bunch of things she didn't know how to do. And he said, okay, pick one of those. And she said, what? And he said, just pick one. And she said, well, like, how do I make a decision to pick one? He goes, I don't care, just pick one. So she picked graphic design and she said, okay, I'll pick graphic design, but I don't know how to do it. And he said, great, go on the internet and see what you can find as free resources for how to do graphic design. And she was like, what? And he said, yeah, just get started on it. Because once you get started, you'll figure out what you know and what you don't know. You'll figure out what you need to know and people will see you have some kind of a plan and once people see you have a specific plan that you're trying to accomplish, then help can start to show up because right now people don't know how to help you. <clears throat> they know what you want and you're not working towards something specifically that they could help you with. And so he said it doesn't mean you're going to be a graphic designer overnight, but you can get started. And getting started and taking some action, and he said, I don't even care what action you take. It doesn't matter. What, what action you take is so not important. What is important is that you take an action. And I was like, and it was interesting because you know I'm reading in this this book and it talks about uh, by thought we bring the thing to us and by action we receive. And then there's another guy that I follow. I, I know Amanda knows who the guy is. His name is Kyle Cease a real authentic guy and he he was a comedian and he started getting into spiritual stuff like not teaching it but just holding space for it to happen and so he's he's combined comedy and transformation spiritual transformation is a lot of fun I went to one of his workshops um, but he did a video and in his video he said the same thing he said just take some action it doesn't even matter what it is everybody's always looking for the right next action he said it doesn't matter just take some action and that's, you know, when I'm in action, then the next thing will show itself and the next thing will show itself and the next thing will show itself. So 
you know, it's taken a bunch of action in Southern California. And then I ended up with a consulting contract in Canada. Like that doesn't even make sense. So the place where I was spending the most energy and taking the most action is not the place where I ended up having this contract to work. She talks about this in the in the artist's way. She, mm-hmm. uh, sorry. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I'll think I'll think of the quote and uh, yeah. Yeah, like something about mm-hmm. trying to find your next acting gig and you talk to all the producers and directors in town and you end up getting it from like your neighbor's kid. Yeah. <laughs> something yeah. like that. Well, what's right. interesting, I'm listening to this and I'm thinking when when you're saying, like, the people around you, if you're taking action, the people around you will know better how to help you. But I think that's the universal piece also, is that unless there's movement, you can't get feedback from the universe. And I kind of mm-hmm. wonder sometimes if the universe is like, are you serious? Because if you were serious, you'd be doing something. And um, and then there's the piece of it being kind of bigger than bigger than something you can do on your own, because that's the only time that you have to have faith. If you're playing small with a goal that you know, oh, this should take me three years to accomplish, right? Then you're just going to take those three years to accomplish. But if you make it bigger, and there's some stuff that you know that you can do, and there's some stuff that you know, like God has to show up in some serious way (laughs) for this to happen, then to me it's easier to do, to hold the faith while you're doing the work. Because I'm doing my part, and I'm expecting you to be doing your part. It's that. You know what I mean? It's like that level of intention. And... Mm -hmm. What you're just saying about the the piece about like getting it from your neighbor's kid or whatever. This situation that I'm in, I'm marveling at this week because I met these people five years ago at an event that both of us have since decided was just total crap. Like, why did we even go there? She wasn't even aligned with our values. And we joked about sending her a thank you note this week (laughs) because that was like the one, that must have been the one reason why we met. And so we went and we connected and then we lost touch with each other for a few years. And last year in August was the time that I decided things got so horrible at home. It was like, okay, by this time next year I'm going to be in Oregon. And, um, and so I started doing all of my work that I could see, but Really, like financially, how is that going to happen? Emotionally and relationally with my husband, how is that going to happen? Like, is our marriage even going to last? I mean, like, Cheryl knows this time last year, shit was really on <laughs> my life. And I was like, determined. But there's all these things <laughs> I knew that, <laughs> right? <laughs> you can testify. Um, all these things that I needed. Amen, sister. To do, right? And so the thing is, is that. In June, I got this crazy, you know, idea. I'll just go up to Portland and just start looking around, you know, so that we're ready in July or August. Like, maybe I can find a place. I was on Zillow. I went up there. I came up here, and I posted in this group that I'm part of through another program that I was led to last year. And this lady is still in that group. 
and I, I wasn't able to reconnect with her like two days after I made the decision last year at camp. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it was all lined up. Looking back, I can see how I was like, I'm doing this, and God was putting the person right in front of my face. And then I'm like, okay. And then, you know, I come to Portland, and she's like, hey, you should come. You can just stay with us. You can use our car to go around. You can, you know, we'll feed you. And like, she took such good care of me. And the whole time I'm thinking, God, this house is beautiful. It's probably way out of my price point. And the market's crazy here. And so after three days, I looked at her and I was like, you know, my in in at camp last year we did this exercise, and the end of it was the message that came to me was, let it find you. And mm-hmm. so that was my mantra when I was up here. Like, I'm gonna let it find me. And so I looked at her the last day, and I'm like, if this is what if this is let it find me, then like, let's talk about it. And then I left. And a week later, she was like, hey, this is what we're willing to do because you guys can do, you guys want to do the landscaping. Like, it was perfect. And so, you know, it's like, but it was so much bigger than me. Like, Cheryl knows, like, the stuff that I had to do internally and physically, eventually, to get myself out of a situation that I was in were ginormous. And it was all I could do. Like, the universe had to show up for me <laughs> in all of these other ways and setting up all the pieces because there was no way I could have been doing that and this part. I couldn't have done this part any more magically. So, I don't know. That's just what I was thinking while I was listening to Chapter 8 this morning. Like, wow, look at how it was all, like... And, of course, you know, they were just in the middle of talking about how they were going to rent the house and they hate working with rental property managers and how are we going to do this, but we want to keep traveling and we have this contest that's going to start in September. We need to be up by August 1st. It was like magic. It was perfect. Like the, the desire happening within them, like the God desire happening within them to move them out was magically the same time as our desire to move up here. love it and it's been inspiring to watch it Amanda thank you for holding space for it (laughs) my pleasure I just have to say that this group, it for some reason, for me, it creates good energy and good thoughts. So thank you for whomever shared today um, about what these chapters mean. It's um, powerful. And I, I have a hard time explaining it. <clears throat> Amanda, you explain you explain it very articul articulately. Um, I I'm more of a feeler. I I feel it. I guess I can't explain it, but 
Oh no, I just wanted to say thanks for sharing your your understanding of the pages and how it how it ha- has been applied to your lives or how it is being applied to your lives. Yeah. You're welcome. I agree with you, Shell. I mean, that's, you know, for me, this this whole group coming to be is all a part of this book. Mm-hmm. Mm. The way this whole thing happens is all a part of the science. And I don't know how much we've talked about that, but I don't know how much, you know, I've shared about how all of this came to be and how we all ended up on this call. But, you know. It was, it was kind of a unfoldment of it, you know. I'd read it. I was talking to a friend, well, Jill, that's been, that was on the call with us a couple of times in the beginning, and you know, I read it, and she and I talked about it because she was in the process of reading it and doing it. And I just said I was thinking about doing a mastermind because when I picked up the book this time, it was so compelling. And she was like, Yeah, if you want to do it, I'm down. I'll do it with you. And so that was that was like the little the little confirmation from the universe. And she, you know she was on a couple calls in the beginning, and you know she's been busy and had stuff going on. Um, but it, it was the thing that I needed to kind of move forward with it. And then I just put messages out to just people in my circle that I thought would be fun to have in the group. And y'all responded really fast and half of y'all didn't even know what the book was or what the heck it was about. And you just were like, yes. And, you know, so for me, the group itself came to be by divine appointment because, you know, all of you all said yes to something I invited you to, not even some of you, not even knowing what the heck it was. And, you know, and then we've gotten to have this like super powerful experience. And I, it is not lost on me that this is like, working in my life so much more powerfully by getting to do this journey together with everyone than if I'd had just been doing it on my own. Like I totally know that. And I'm like profoundly grateful to all of you for, you know, taking leap of faith with me to do this thing that I've never done this before. I've never facilitated this kind of a group before or done it as a group before. So I'm like learning as we're going, I'm like learning on the fly. So, um, it's been just super powerful for me, and um, I'm with you, Shell. I'm like really grateful to everybody for sharing their stories because certainly it's helping me. Ditto. Mm-hmm. Me too. Thanks. And I talked to my friend Deidre yesterday. I'd thrown out last at the end of the call last week to the group about maybe if we could do one meeting where it would be at a time that she could participate with us because she's been like following along through the recordings. And um, she, when we talked about it, she reminded me that our last group meeting is actually a holiday. It's Labor Day. And so... Um, I don't know what people have planned for Labor Day. I don't know if you guys would want to do like a 10 a.m. call that day instead of a 
7 a.m. call that day as our last group. And if we did it at that time, it would be easy for her to attend and it would allow everybody to get to hear her share and she could be live with everybody. So I just wanted to throw that out there for folks to think about and if that was something that would work for people and that kind of a thing. And you can you can let me know. You can email me privately or whatever. Okay. I don't know what people's Labor Day plans are, so I don't know if that would be workable or not. So. <clears throat> I'll just uh, go with whatever anybody wants. So I'm not going to email you. I'll just go with the flow. Oh, this is different. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it. I think it might work. Okay. Well, I, I think so too. Yeah. I, hell, I don't even know what I'm doing for Labor Day, so um, <laughs> <laughs> that's so far in advance. Um, so I'm. I'm open. to the 10 a.m. Okay. Yeah, because that's 7 a.m. her time. So, that, you know, she could, then she'd, she'd still get up pretty, you know, pretty early on her vacation day, but she said 7 a.m. is totally doable. So, and it would be nice to be inclusive of somebody that's been, you know, kind of following along, but you all haven't had a chance to get to hear her voice or whatever. So. Okay. Cool. Uh, right, before well, we hang, before yeah. we hang up, just a second. Um, I just emailed everyone an invitation for the psychic reading I promised last week. Talk about not putting anything into action. I apologize. So um, oh. you have my contact information, my invitation, just um, and my my phone number. You just go ahead and call me or text me, and we'll schedule a time. No charge, just for the group. Thank you. Well, thank you. Very sweet. Thank you. God bless. Yeah. All right, ladies, I'm going to run. This is Michelle. I will uh, talk to you uh, next uh, Monday. Okay. And this week we have chapters 9 and 10. Got it. All righty. Talk Wonderful. to you again next week. Thanks, ladies. Have Bye-bye. a great week. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.